once again to another episode of Chief and Podcast. Today we are doing AEW X New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forbidden Door 2022 pay-per-view. I'm joined once again by Craig Skiff. We have 12 matches to get through, three on the buy-in, and this is going to be a lot of conversation. Oh, no question, man. Six title matches on this card. Yeah, six title matches. We got a match with a stipulation as well that is on the card as well. So, um, and I'm currently just getting the the match. I've card got the up. forbidden card. I've actually got the forbidden door card up right now. Oh, good, good, good. So, do you want to go with? Let's let's be honest. There's one match on the buy-in. I think both of us really could care less about. Yeah. So do you want to do that tag match and then we do the, the eight man? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds fair to me. Yeah. So we're going to kick things off with the factory of QT Marshall and Aaron Solo versus Bishaman, the team of Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Uh I'm just going to say this, as much as I fucking hate both teams, this shows you how much I hate it. I'm going to factory. Mm. I hate Yoshiashi that much. I would rather want QT to win. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I'm picking factory to win as well. Even though most likely Goto's going to win it for the team, I don't care. I don't I don't care. I hate this match. So, fuck it. Yeah. Um, now, we get to the eight-man tag on the buy-in, which is the team off. Uh, <clears throat> the Gun Club and featuring of Austin Gun, Colton Gun, and Billy Gun, along with Max Caster, they're going up against the LA Dojo team of Kevin Knight, DKC, Yuya, sorry, Yuya Yamura, and Alex Coglin. Give me the LA Dojo on this one. I think they're going to pull off an upset. Uh, I'm going to go with the LA Dojo as well. And honestly, I would say Coglin pins one of the gun club. Because that's how it should end, really, if the dojo is winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Coglin gets the win. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, no ifs or buts about it. And now we get to the other buy-in match. This one should be fun. Yes. Swerve in our so. glory I, I, versus so. consisting of Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru of Suzuki-Goon. I am very angry that this is on the buy-in. This should be main card. <laughs> mm, with the other matches that are on this card, though. I mean, you saying this match doesn't start to be on the be on the main card and a match featuring, you know, uh, there's a throwaway match on the main card as well. Like, I didn't know that. You, like that's the thing. There is a throwaway match in the main card as well. And part of me is like, I really would want this tag match above it, <laughs> but it's not. It's yeah. on the buy-in. Um, and 
this is the interesting thing. Do you go with swerving our glory to prolong the tag team or the eventual breakup later? Or do you go with Desperado and Kanemaru, who are the longest reigning IWGP junior heavyweight tag champs in history, and force the breakup? They might hold off the breakup for a little while longer. In my mind. I think they're going to hold off on it for a little longer. I'm going to take Swerve and Glory to win. I'm going to go with Desperado County Mars. All right. Like Part of me feels like they get the win, Keith gets pissed, and Keith turns on Swerve. Um... That's how I look at it because ever since that interaction the pad, you know, in the Battle Royal, Keith has been a hell aggro. Um, but now we get to the main card. We have nine matches in the main card. Six of them are title matches. One, which is a stipulation. So, what match you going to start off with? Let's start with the eight-man tag match first. Oh, yeah. Bullet Club featuring El- ELP and Hikuleo teaming with the Young Bucks. Yeah. Versus Dudes with Attitude, Darby Sting, and two members of LIJ, the Dragon Shingo Takagi and the Ticking Time Bomb, Hiromu Takahashi. I fucking hate that name for the team. It's just for Darby Allen and Sting. It's not, it's for all four of them. Oh, fuck. And I'm basically, I'm like, uh, guys, we're not in the mid-90s anymore, and this is not Shawn Michaels and Diesel. <laughs> this isn't the t- this isn't the of Attitude. This is the sustained Darby and LIJ, essentially. Like, to me, and they're going up against Bullet Club, and that's the whole thing. It's, it is a Bullet Club match, essentially. Yes, and it really is. The, and here's the thing that's, that's interesting about it. The Bucks just won the tag title, so they're probably going to win. want to win. And ELP really wants to win as well. He's going into G1 this year. Yeah, he wants to get a little more momentum going into this year's G1. So I'm going to say this. Bullet Club win, and I'm going to bite my tongue here. Hiromu gets, is the one eating the pen. I'm going to go Bullet Club as well. I think ELP pins Darby Allen. See, I think he, ELP be, pins here, man. We both agree. So we both agree that ELP is going to get the winning pin for the Bullet Club here. Either him or the Bucks, because the Bucks are going to be T-Trigger the fuck out of them. Yeah, or BTE trigger, or or a fucking Meltzer driver if that's in the cards. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I think we're probably confident in Sting and Jingo aren't, aren't eating the pin. Yeah. Buried. Yeah. Okay. Our other match that has no stakes. Yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. versus a mystery opponent. And we heard earlier this week, this mystery opponent for ZSJ will be the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club and will also replace Brian Danielson 
in the Blood and Guts match this Wednesday night on Dynamite from Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. So, two, like we did last time, we're on two predictions. Who's the mystery person and who's winning? I think the mystery point is going to be the Swiss cyborg, Claudio Castanoli. Okay, and I so think you, he's winning. So you think Cesaro? Yep, and I think he's winning. All right. I'm going to go... Okay, I was thinking about Cesaro a lot because he's got the connection with Regal and he's got the connection with Danielson. I'm going to go... I'm going to go another way, though. And it's... It wouldn't surprise me if they actually go this route, especially with blood and guts. I'm going to go... I can't believe I'm going to say this. Filthy Tom Lawler. Moxley has the connection with Lawler. And especially if Dyson saw the match that he had with Moxley, he would probably want him in the Blackpool Combat Club. Plus with the MMA background, it's very technical. He will cause problems for Zach. That's where I'm going with this. And... With blood and guts, MMA experience, he's been in the octagon, he's been in the cage. Get what I mean? Kind of fits for me. So I'm going to go with Tom Lawler. I do think because it's not Brian Danielson, Zach Sabre Jr. wins. Uh, dude, I have to I have to report this. This just this is just like within the last like minute. Hiramu is out of Forbidden Door due to a fever. Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. What's the match? So, so it's now a trios match with Hikuleo in, Bullet, in the corner of the Bullet Club. So it's ELP and the Young Bucks versus Shingo, Sting, and Darby. But then dudes with attitude are going to win them because they're not going to have Shingo drop a nail before G1. They're not going to have Sting lose. I'm thinking ELP gets the pin on Darby. That's still my prediction there. When it's not... Okay, but um, I don't. I just don't see it happening. I think it's gonna have to be dudes of attitudes, and so we do differ on that. Okay. Um, and we differ on the ZSJ versus the mystery opponent as well. Yeah, we do. Alrighty, so um, now we get to our stipulation match. Um, six man tag. It is Jericho Guevara. And Minoru Suzuki versus the team of Eddie Kingston, Shota Inumo, and the Ring of Honor Pro Champion Wheeler Yuta. Yep, I nearly yawned there. Um, and the stip of this match is the winning trio receives the man advantage for the Blood and Guts match on Wednesday night in Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Uh. This is this is rip the bandit off. Jericho's winning this. Yep. <laughs> Jericho's winning this because unfortunately he's with Murder Grandpa. If it was any other person, I would happily dart it. But it's Suzuki, and when you realize that Jericho and Guevara are a really good tag team together, and you add that with Suzuki, the only way they're losing is if they piss Suzuki off, and I don't think that will happen. So, yeah, 
Like that's the way I'm looking at that. Yeah, same here. I'm picking Jericho Steve to win. Yeah. They get the amount of advantage, which would make sense, and then blood and guts they lose because they're going to lose. Um yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now we get to our title matches. Let's start with the IWGP US heavyweight title. That's really kind of exactly what I was going for myself. Yeah. We have the champion, the Commonwealth Kingpin, Will Ospreay, the challenger, freshly squeezed, Orange Cassidy. Uh, This is going to be a very fun match. (laughs) This is going to be a fun match to watch. Um, And again, if it was... If it was, and part of me is also kind of a sh- sad about this because we do know what the original plan was for this match. It was going to be Will Ospreay versus Andrade, but Triple A had to be assholes. Yeah. So just just picture that, Alidolo versus Kingpin. That would be that's a money match. We're not getting that. Instead, we got Orange Cassidy in the role. Cassidy's great and all, but let's be honest. Ah, uh, I am not thinking for a split second he's beating Will Ospreay. <laughs> Neither am I. No, no, no. Osprey retains. Oh yeah. Hidden blade, and if he flip, if he's going to kick out of that stormbreaker and break his neck. <laughs> yep. All right. Next match. Let's go with the AEW Women's Title. Yeah, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Yeah, I like the fact that this is on the card. A lot of people really don't like it because they wanted some stardom interaction with this. But again, we kind of need going into this. This was exclusively going to be AEW and New Japan. Yeah. So, of course, this would happen. Um, I'm excited for this match. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think Tony's beaten Rosa yet. I think this will be a first in a potential trilogy, though. So I'm going to go Rosa retains. And then down the line, when they get another match, Tony wins there. You know what I mean? I think that's the... I'm I'm actually going to go one step further here. Okay. I'm thinking Thunder Rosa wins this match. And that facilitates a heel turn for Tony Storm. I don't see a heel turn coming yet. Like, I think if they're going to try and turn Tony heel, it's going to come at a point where no one's expecting it. And I honestly think the competitive nature between Tony and Rosa, it's going to be clean. I think in the second match, that's maybe when we're going to get the the heel turn. But I wouldn't say, wouldn't say after this match. That's a more of a sports entertainment way of thinking things, and a dumb way of thinking things when you look at it. And I'm not thinking of an instant heel turn here for Tony Storm. I'm thinking more of a slow, gradual one that's built over months. Yeah, but I think we're both agreeing, Rosa. Yeah, Rosa's retaining. Okay. Um, so not- now we're into the four title matches that we are the most excited for. Well, yeah, yeah. 
So let me go with let's go with the fatal four way for the AEW All Atlantic title. This should be fun. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. I like all four of these guys. So we have Pac representing the UK. We have Malachi Black representing the Netherlands. We have Miro representing Bulgaria. And we have representing the United States and New Japan Pro Wrestling, Clark Connors. This was going to be Tomohiro Ishii, but Ishii suffered a knee injury. Connors was the finalist of the New Japan tournament, which is why he's in this spot. That's entirely fair, and I get why New Japan did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not complaining. No, no, because with the way Clark has, progr- has progressed in the ring and how well he was in Super Junior, I'm fine with him in this spot. That being said, the winner's going to be Miro, and he's going to make Clark Connors tap like a bitch. <laughs> Dude, we have to be on the same fucking wavelength. I have Miro submitting Clark Connors with game over. Yeah. And if it's not Miro, it's going to be Malachi. But realistically, I kind of want the visual of Miro winning and then telling everyone to find God and tell him I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, Especially telling not- the rest of the roster, give your heart and soul to God because your ass is mine. Yes, because, I, I mean, we all love Miro. Yeah. Um, and now we get to the free matches, which are difficult. Yeah. We have a triple threat match. We have another fatal four-way. And then we have a main event. So let's go with the triple threat tag. We have Rapongi Vice versus the IWGP heavyweight tag champions of the United Empire, Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb. And they're facing the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, FTR. Um, and this match is a winner-takes-all triple threat tag match. Yeah. For both the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles and the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Yeah. So... Who are you picking first, Craig? Oh, this is this is an extremely tough one to call. Because the fact of the matter is, Brito Khan and Jeff Cobb just won the titles less than two weeks ago at Dominion for the second time. Yeah, and they just won them back. However, they're going to be entering the G1 next month. Which, and I don't know if Tony Khan's going to be willing to let let them have essentially have the ROH titles held hostage for the next month and a half. This is an extremely tough one. And FTR wants revenge for what happened to them a couple of weeks ago when Okan and Cobb interfered in the ROH tag title match they had with Rapongi Vice. Yeah, a month ago. This uh, line of thinking has me leaning 
towards FTR. Do you think FTR are going to hold free championship free championships? But Okan and Cobb are just too good right now as a heel tag team. Hmm. If if Tony Khan's willing to sacrifice having the ROH World Tag Titles essentially held hostage for the next two months, you know what? I'm gonna lock it in. Okan and Cobb are winning the ROH Tag Titles, and they're winning the they're winning this winner take all match. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, we differ on this. I'm going to FTR. All right. I'm going to FTR for one reason, and we'll get to it next. You know our fatal four-way for yeah. the IWGP World Heavyweight title. We have Kazuchika Okada versus Adam Cole versus Hangman Adam Page versus the champion, Switchblade Jay White. Uh, case in point, you got, you really are wondering why it went with FTR, right? Yeah. Freeze up Jeff Cobb for the G1. And because of that, I'm going to flip this on its head. Kazushiko Okada regains the IWGP World Heavyweight title, and he goes into the G1 champ. This one, this was, this is an easy pick for me. I'm taking the Switchblade to retain. Yeah, well, I assumed as soon as you went United Empire, you're going to go Jay White. Yeah. And I think you realize me going FTR. I think you realize why I'm thinking Okada's winning. If I picked FTR, right? Yeah. Freeze up Jeff Cobb to win the G1 again. But I don't think that's happening, though. He freezes Okada first, though. He does freeze Okada first. And let's be honest, if someone's winning the G1, if they win every match in the block, they're winning eight matches. Which is something Jeff did last year to one H straight. It is possible. I just don't see it. That well, that's why I've gone with the predictions I have, so that it's possible for Jeff to win G one because I love Jeff Cobb and I want him to win the world fucking title. Um, I just don't think it's happening, man. Hate to say it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, he know where I went for for G one. You know, I don't think. Cobb's winning either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But still, I love options. And if that's going to give me more options, then I wanted to go that way so I have more options. Um, so you picked Okada to regain his title. I'm picking Jay White to retain. Yeah. What do you say we get to our main event of Forbidden Door? Go ahead. You won last time. A match that has been a dream match on a lot of people's cards is now finally going to happen. I feel a like match we're doing three. This is a match three years in the making. The purveyor of violence, John Moxley, versus the once-in-a-century talent, the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi, for the interim AEW World Championship. The circumstances that this match came about, I wish they could have been better. But the fact of the matter is, 
we've got this dream match that's been three years in the making ever since Moxley left the WWE in May of 2019. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I know who you're going for. <laughs> you know who I'm going for. Um, that's just sad. We differ here. Yeah. Yeah. Because, Craig, who do you think's winning this match? I am leaning 60-40 in favor of John Moxley here. Okay. I watched the countdown to Forbidden Door, after, like, earlier today when I woke up. It swayed me to go 60-40 Tanahashi. We differ on this big way here. Yeah. But you um, want to want to give me the reason why I I have Moxley winning tomorrow night in our main event? I mean, I get I get it. You want the title stays in AEW, Goat takes it to Blood and Guts, and then we essentially he holds it until Punk gets back, and we have Punk versus Mox. And not and not just that, Moxley never truly got to have fans in the stands when he was the AEW world champion back in 2020. Yeah, true. True. Because, I mean, he won the AEW world championship of Revolution two years ago, and, yeah. like, three weeks later, the fucking pandemic hit. And it completely shook the entire world. And it prevented Moxley from truly being able to garner reactions from fans because they weren't there. Yeah. Just imagine the pops he's going to get if he winds up beating Tanahashi in what I think is going to be a 25-minute main event match. If a potential match of the year contender with Moxley winning and really putting himself in the conversation for the 2022 Wrestler of the Year. I mean, that's fair. That's that's entirely fair. Uh, for me, I've gone with Hoshi Tanahashi because when you think about it, Tanahashi being the first Japanese male to win the AEW, well, in this case, the interim title, would be a gr- great thing for AEW as a company because it's expanding more in- internationally and Tanahashi being able to take that title into the G1 gets a lot of fans in New Japan to, to notice AEW more and Gets more people to tune in. I mean, to me, that's logical. Plus, the original main event of this was going to be CM Punk versus Tanahashi. We know Punk's hurt. We know he's injured. I still feel like that match is going to happen. And in order for that to happen, Tanahashi needs to be in there champ. Dude, I have a better... I, I'm thinking much further down the road here. I'm thinking Moxley wins tomorrow night. Holds it until we get Punk versus Moxley at full gear. Punk becomes the undisputed AEW World Champion. Tanahashi finally gets his match at Wrestle Kingdom 17 in the Tokyo mm. Dome. I mean, yeah, I get that, but same, I mean, I kind of like the idea of Tanahashi being the interim champion, though. 
Because if Punk's because we don't know the extent of Punk's injury, and that's the thing. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. If it's going to be a short injury, which is what everyone, including us, are hoping for, he'd be out by he'd be back by all out. If it's longer, we're kind of hoping he comes back by the end of the year. Dude, I'm thinking from that surgery he had for the broken bone in his foot, I'm thinking an injury like that takes like three months to be able to fully come back from. So more than likely, in my opinion, I think Punk is missing all out, but that sets us up for full gear. Yeah, and and again, you're looking at that as full gear. It's the same week as Power Struggle. Tanahashi could make that show. He could. So I wouldn't be out of the question by thinking Tanahashi wins here because Tana after the G1, like he, he he mostly wrestles in the US nowadays, at least this year. Which as much as it's been in the US, not in Japan. He could make the show. He could make all full gear. Get what probably, I mean? Probably for the stare down after the show to set up Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm thinking because if Punk comes back and we want to have the interim title match, but Tanahashi has the title and can't be there, they're going to have to set up Punk versus Wardlow or something for full gear where Punk retains, and then we get Suradown, and that's when we get the match at Wrestle Kingdom. I do see that match happening, but that personally, I think Tanahashi wins this. So. Like I'm, it, thinking, it I'm thinking Moxley. As a business standpoint, it makes sense for it to be Tana. That's the way I'm looking at it. But, I mean, are you really going to deny John Moxley the chance to really have a reaction from the fans when he's the champion? Are you really going to deny him that shot? After he was denied it back in 2020. Through no fault of his own. Yeah, and I, I get it. It's no fault of his own this time around as well. It's just, to me, as a you know, in order to get more eyes internationally in the AEW, kind of want the stars like Tanahashi to hold some, to hold the interim title at this point. I get what you're saying about Moxie. The thing is, and this is the reason why I we have gone like I have gone Jericho Appreciation Society to lose at Blood and Guts. To me, Moxley holds that title. It tells me there's a good chance they win, they win Blood and Guts to set up a match. For for Moxie's title, I do not want that. I'm picking I'm picking Kingston's team to win blood and guts anyway, whether but, Moxie has the interim world title or not. I mean, that's yeah. But to me, it's it's more of a red flag to me if Moxie holds the title going into that because you know Jericho and his lot are going to make a bullseye to try and beat Moxley because if they pin him, then. They get the they We're, get you know they there's, say there's, I beat there's the no, champ. Give me a shot. There, remember, there's no pins in blood and guts. It's submission or surrender. I, yeah, and who has submissions from the Jericho side of the group? Jericho Hager, you know Gar- Garcia. Like there was possibilities for that to happen. Get what I mean? Well, like I said, the that this main event is very, very unpredictable. Yeah, we honestly don't know who's gonna win. No, but I, I think don't. the but I think the thing that is certain with how good John Moxley's gotten in his technical game, and with Tanahashi just being an in ring general, 
we could very well have a match of the year contender on our hands. I mean, possible. It's possible. It's possible. And another notch in Moxley's holster in his case for a wrestler of the year. <laughs> it's possible. Ever since Moxley's come back in January, he has not lost a singles match, period. I know. No. And Tanahashi hasn't lost really a singles match until, well, well, I should know he has lost singles matches this year. The Sonata. <laughs> and it really was going to set Sonata off, but then he got injured. So, um, I do like the fact that we've been able to give our own concise and valid reasons for who we want to win this main event tomorrow night. Yeah, true. And like I, I have been burned way too many times when it comes to Tanahashi matches. <laughs> I I have. He's beating me down to the point where I'm just like, I'm going to have to go Tanahashi because it's Tanahashi. I understand where you're coming from, dude. I understand yeah. the reason why you think Tanahashi's going to win. But I'm locking it in. I'm staying firm. I think John Moxley's winning on Sunday, tomorrow okay. night. Hype levels for the show. I would say eight and a half. I'm going to say seven. Really? Seven. Like, to me, I'm at seven because if the matches that I wanted were on the card, and that's the thing, like, not having Danielson versus Zach really hurt me. And. Looking at this card, I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm here for some of the stars and stuff because, of course, you are. But a lot of people were expecting the the dream match singles match card. I knew going into this, we're most likely not going to get that with the plague of injuries that we've gotten. You know what I mean? Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. So I, I would say seven. I think that's fair. Um. And and now we did just find out like a like a during this uh, like a few minutes ago that hero moves out so that takes a damper as well. Know what I mean? You know, I think I'll probably actually bring it down to an eight. Yeah, that's fair. Because of the fact that hero is now out of Forbidden Door and the fact that Brian Danielson said on is, Wednesday he was, wasn't clear to compete. Yeah, which punk, sucks. And Punk being injured and. Jungle Boy being injured because most likely he would have had the match in this card. You know what I mean? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think with the plague of injuries, I think a seven or an eight is fair. Yeah. Yeah. But um I think I'll do this for this uh for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Next time we will be hopefully doing all out or Full gear whenever the next AEW paper. AEW All Out Sunday, September fourth. Yeah, but we don't know where. Yeah, but we don't know where it's going to be held. That's the thing. We're likely probably going to know by the end of tomorrow night. Yeah, if not by the end of tomorrow night, I think after Bloom Guts. Yeah, but we can. We could. We'll probably do this again Saturday, September third. Uh, if possible, yeah. If possible. Yeah. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this. And yeah, if anyone's wondering what about G1, since we were talking about G1, uh, point blank, 
Uh, I do want to do preview predictions for a four-block tournament. And quite honestly, most of the people in this G1, I don't care much for. So I'm skipping it, really. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as well. I'm going to miss the G1, but mine's probably more financial reasons. I mean, yours is financial reasons. Me is literally just because... I'm going to enjoy some of these matches, but a lot of this is going to be just tedious. I'm waiting for the matches to happen. Because yeah. did you, because they're doing one block match for each block a night. That is very tedious. And it's only up until the, the last day of block competition where it's two matches a block. That is tedious booking. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like I said, hope you enjoyed this. Next time we'll be doing AW All Light or AW Full Gear whenever possible. Um, until then, see you guys. <laughs>